Welcome to Beards, Biceps, Beliefs, and Sometimes Bourbon. Where you will hear all about how to remove the roadblocks in your life so you can achieve the success you want in your career, business, fitness, and relationships. And also, my favorite bourbon tastings. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Beards, Biceps, Beliefs, and Sometimes Bourbon. So today we're going to talk about the people and exercise and their relationship with it, okay? There's three types of groups that we typically see. The first group, these are the people that have not worked out in years or ever. Uh, they're typically a little overweight and need to lose some body fat. They lack muscle, don't know what to do at the gym, uh, have a pretty poor diet and a little scared mindset, okay? Second group, I call them the starters and stoppers. They're half in, half out, not really committed. Sounds like a good idea, but I'm not going to do the work. Let me say something. Work. It's called a workout. It means you're going to work. You've got to put in work, okay? They've had some success over the years uh, with exercise and losing weight, but they always quit too soon and never develop some good habits or overall lifestyle changes. The third group this group loves to work out. They're like the fanatics, okay? They beat themselves up if I miss a day. Their nutrition is pretty great, probably 70 to 90% on, which is awesome. But they need some mindset work. They need to understand what rest days are or it's okay to miss a day or just go for a walk. And that it's okay to eat some pizza, all right? Which one of these do you fall into? They've all got their own challenges and we're going to dive into that a little deeper. All right. Let's dive into more of that group one. Okay. The newbies. Um, they probably talked about it to their friends and family and want to be doing it for like six months, maybe a year, maybe two years. They're driving their friends and family nuts at this point. They're basically like, go do it or shut up. Okay. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I get it. The feeling is like you're at your lowest point. You've lacked self-confidence. Your clothes don't fit. You get uncomfortable when you bend over, try to put your socks on. I've been there, okay? I get it. I understand. I get out of breath walking up the stairs. You're like, oh, shit, this is not good. And you might even say to yourself, am, am I too out of shape even to work out? I have to get in shape before I go join the gym. No, it's never going to happen. You're at where you're at because of that, right? You need some help. That's why we're here. You're probably thinking, everyone's going to be in shape. They're going to make fun of me. It's not the case, all right? People tell me they get so nervous, so scared, they've driven down the street eight times before they even have made an appointment to come in. Or they've made like three appointments and never shown up. They get here and drive away. Like, nope, I'm not doing it. I actually had one lady talking to me and was so nervous she passed out I had to catch her and put her on the ground. She actually came back, made another appointment, showed up and was with us for years before she moved away. So good job for her, right? That's hard. Okay. So what actually happens when you show up? We welcome you and congratulate you. We care and we actually listen to what your why is. Like, why are you here and what do you need from us? We help you make a plan 
and we help you stick to that plan, all right? Hold you accountable because that's what we all need. The number one rule I always say is be consistent. You have to show up. No one cares about anything else. If you show up, you have the respect of everybody from the gym, okay? Things will start to happen. You'll feel better. You'll gain some confidence. You'll lose some of those LBs, that extra weight you don't want, okay? And you'll feel stronger. And you'll actually gain some gym friends. We're excited to see you when you walk in. It takes time for it to become a habit. The first few weeks and months are the toughest, okay? You have to show up consistently to build that routine. I keep saying that, don't I? That little voice in your head is telling you not to do it. You need to be determined enough and able to tell that little voice in your head to go fuck off, right? Like, leave me alone. I want this. I got this. I'm going to do it. Okay, now we're going to talk about the second group, okay? These are the stoppers and the starters. They know what they need to do. They understand the benefits of exercise and eating correctly, but they continually let that little voice in their head, we all have it, right, that talks to us nonstop, talks us out of everything. Um, They let that little voice win. If you don't show up at our gym for a week, you get an email and a text. If you don't show up for two weeks, I might never see you again, okay? It happens that quickly that you can go, it's going to be terrible if I go back. I've lost all my muscle. I'm going to suck. The voice gets worse and worse the longer you miss, okay? The excuses are endless. The top three, three that there are is I have no time, right? We've all heard that. People said, I have no time to work out, but they watch hours of TV a day, Um. And if you looked at their screen time report, if you don't know how to do that, go on your phone. It's it's not that hard. Um, I bet you it's five hours a day you spend on your phone and you don't have time, all right? We all have time. The busiest, most successful people in the world make time for fitness because it's important, super important. No money, that's our next biggest one. But they eat out all the time, they post their Starbucks they get, they just bought a new car, They go on vacations. I'm not knocking vacations. Vacations are great, okay? But there's different ways you can spend your money. Your health and wellness is probably the most important way you could spend your money. They go shopping all the time, have new clothes, okay? Lots of things they spend money on when they could be spending it on themselves. Third, no motivation. That's a big one too. That's why it's in the top three. You have to work on the positive thoughts in your head all the time. It doesn't just work for a day or a week. Or It's nonstop. Feeding yourself positive thoughts will then give you motivation. You only need three hours a week to be successful. Okay, Get three workouts in. That's really successful. If you can do that, you can always grow on it. But at least get three hours in. You don't need to be a perfect eater. You can have pizza. All right. You're looking at that 70 to 90% of eating. So that's another way to get your head right. Like I don't have to eat perfect. I don't have to work out every day. Those are mindset things that motivate you. All right. Think about if you start now, how long you, you, you have to work out forever. How many years can you add on to your life? If you're always working out and eating properly, it's probably 10 good years of movement right? We don't want to be 70 and not be able to move. I want to move till I'm 80, 90. So that's why I still work on it every single day. 
almost everyone who's lost someone says, I wish I had one more day with them. Don't let that be you. Like, I wish I had one more day with Scott. If only he had taken better care of himself through his life, he'd still be here. Okay. I know that hits hard, but it's true. It's very true. Everything we do adds up. Well, get to work is the answer, right? But it's not that easy. You actively have to work on yourself every single day to not be a stop and starter. Just be a start and keep going, okay? Okay, the third group, I'll call them the fitness freaks, all right? People who work out almost every day, don't take breaks. Um, these people, sometimes people look at them and think it's easier for them. It's not. They struggle mentally just in a different way than people who aren't motivated to work out. They're obsessed in a bad way with how they look and how they eat, okay? They want perfection. They want to lose one more percent body fat or add five more pounds to my, my deadlift or bench press. This becomes increasingly harder when you've been doing it for a long time. Your body naturally finds a body percent fat that works good for you. And if you push too hard sometimes on lifts, stuff breaks and we don't want injuries. Okay. They don't have 10 pounds to lose. They just don't anymore. They're already down there. So we have to set some new goals, okay? When you can't achieve those next level things, it messes with your mindset in a big way. So this group needs new goals, right? They need other reasons to train, such as an Ironman or a trail racing or a Tough Mudder. There's lots of other fun things to do. It gives you some new goals and some new motivation to train. So whichever group you're in, Setting goals is one of the keys to success. Achieve that goal, set a new one. Achieve it, set a new one, keep repeating, okay? And find someone to hold you accountable. Having a coach or a friend or a partner, something to, to keep you going. And most importantly, have some damn fun, all right? That's what it's all about, having fun. Okay, on our to finish off today, we got our new... Bourbon tasting from Flavier, which we had last time. Okay, we've got two more in this three-pack. This one seems a little lighter colored, so we'll try it. Ooh, some scotch uh, product of Scotland. So I'm not a big scotch lover. Some people love scotch or they love bourbon. I'm still going to try it today because this is what I pulled. All right. Um... I've had a few different ones over the years, but not a big fan. But we'll give it a try today. Again, our nice glass. Good pour. Neat because I don't have ice here. I always give it a little smell. Kind of like wine tasting. All right. And a sip. Not too bad. I don't know who makes it though. It just says Scotch. Product of Scotland. Interesting. Anyways, pretty good Scotch. I'll have to figure out who made it so I can try it again. I actually like it. What do you know? Okay, and from our World of Whiskey book, 
We are going through the nine steps of making whiskey. We've gone through malting and mashing so far. Third one is fermenting. The wort, which came from the mashing, is mixed with yeast and heated in a washback. The yeast feeds off the sugars in the wort, so producing alcohol and carbon dioxide. This product known as fermentation lasts between 48 and 74 hours and results as what is effectively a strong and rather tart beer called wash. Who knew that fermenting turned it into beer before it became whiskey? So we'll have to see what happens on the next one, right? When we get to distilling. Well, guys, thanks for coming. I hope you enjoyed it. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend. If there's anything I could do to help, please reach out. We will see you on the next episode of Beards, Biceps, Belize, and Sometimes Bourbon.